Hi, everyone. Welcome to the How to Health podcast. And today, we're very, very lucky to have Mr. Jim Gray, who had some really cool story. He's uh, overcome significant health issues, and I think that uh, many of our audience members will relate to. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm good. How are you? Good. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day to let us interview and hear about your story. And uh, it's it's a really uh, powerful one that I think people are going to really respond to. So first, tell us where you're from and what you do. I'm a firefighter and a paramedic, and I live uh, near Chicago in the West Suburbs, about a half hour away. Okay, great. So can you tell us a little bit about how your plant-based journey began and what kind of significant health issues you were facing? Right. So when I was 18 years old, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. Um, I was taking a physical uh, for college, actually, uh, to play college football. So I was actually in really good shape and everything. Um, And I went to the doctor and found out I had high blood pressure. Um, Back then, when I went to the doctor, my blood pressure was like around 180 over 110. So it was really high. just eating standard American diet, you know. Um, so I was put on blood pressure medicine. And throughout the years, um, I like my body would kind of adjust to what I was taking. And each year they'd add something else on or change medicines or whatever. Um, by the time I was 38 years old, I was up to taking four medications a day just for my blood pressure. And even taking four medications a day for blood pressure, my pressure was around 140 over 90. So it really wasn't controlled you know you're still borderline at 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 that that point you know um and then I also you know through the years developed high cholesterol I don't know how many years I had that but I was taking medicine for that as well um but what really got me to go towards a plant-based diet you know if those things weren't bad enough was that I had chronic migraines Mm. um they started off I'd have them occasionally, um, but it got to a point where I had them 12 to 15 days out of the month. Um, I would get them for, for three days at a time, and no pain medicine would get rid of them. Um, and I kind of started at a, a mild pain medicine, and they worked me up uh, to a, you know, a higher, higher dose and you know, stronger medicines, and still nothing worked. Um, so I got to a point where I was, like I said, 12 to 15 days out of the month, I was dealing with migraines. Um, so I really got into a bad place um, trying to f- just deal with them. So we tried a few things. Um, tried to eliminate nitrates, MSGs out of my diet. Tried to just eat clean, you know, just chicken, vegetables, rice, that kind of stuff. Um, nothing seemed to work. Um, mm. They even put me on a medicine for the migraines that they said would try to prevent them. Um, I I believe it was called Topamax. It's an anti seizure medicine, um, but they said it, it could possibly uh, prevent the migraines. And that didn't work either. So, so we started looking for, for more ideas, you know, and actually my wife brought up the idea of the, the plant-based, the Engine 2 diet, because we saw uh, stuff for the Engine 2 diet. And I thought, no way, you know, there's no way I could do that, you know. Um, but it was a 28-day challenge, you know, and I'm like, well, for 28 days, let's give it a shot because I, I was really, in, really in a bad place. Um, I started gaining some weight, which I got up to at my highest. I got up to like 220 pounds, which I know for a lot of people doesn't sound like a lot. But for me, that was that was pretty heavy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I wasn't working out. I was laying around in a dark room as much as I could really, you know, uh, dealing with it. So, um, so she suggested this engine two diet and so we went with it. So I'm curious, tell us a little bit about the hyper, the migraines, because for those who've never suffered migraines, I mean, they can be debilitating. I mean, what is a day in the life of, of someone who has a severe migraine? I mean, I mean, it's, it's a pretty intense thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 you don't want to do anything. And I mean, I was calling off of work, uh, quite a bit, you know, um, as a firefighter, we work around 24 hours, then we're off for 48 hours. So we work every third day. Um, so generally I work, you know, between 100 and 115 days a year. I was a couple of years there. I called off eight, nine, 10 times, um, just cause I couldn't deal with it. And then there was a lot of days where I just had to deal with it, going to work and, um, just just try to tolerate it you know um and when i was at home i just wasn't doing anything you know i'd sit around be depressed you know be, just get irritated because i had these headaches you know which probably didn't make them any better obviously um did they ever think that the the uncontrolled blood pressure could be causing the headaches was there any in, thought about that no you know what and and that was the, an idea um mm -hmm. that but the blood pressure wasn't that high you know um mm -hmm. when i was taking the medicines 140 over 90 is high um but it's not horrible you know in order to did you ever did you ever check your blood pressure when it with during your migraines was it yeah. also st it was still in the 140s yeah you know it was really consistent 140 over 90 and i would check it all the time because like i said i'm paramedic so i got access to all that equipment you know right uh, I check it all the time. Always 140 over 90. I mean, that's what it always was. So how else was this affecting your life besides your work life? I mean, what was your mood? What were you thinking? Your your relationship with your family? I mean, do you have children? Yeah, I got uh, two kids. Um, right now they are 15 and 16. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm sure I was crabby a lot with them. Um, <laughs> short fuse probably with them a lot. Um, because like my wife, Carolyn, she's also a firefighter paramedic. So every third day, she's also gone every day. So, you know, it's just me and the kids home alone all the time um, every third day. So I'm sure there was plenty of days where I probably snapped a little bit where I shouldn't, you know, um, just because, you know, you get miserable, you get depressed, you get crabby, you wonder why, why am I constantly having these? Right. I find a reason why. I mean, I did lots of tests. We did scans and MRIs and you know, blood work and everything. And nobody could find a reason. Nobody ever suggested a plant-based diet. Um, nobody really even suggested that getting rid of the nitrates next kind of stuff, because I mean, from outward appearance, I, I had gained a little bit of weight, but I still kind of looked healthy. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm, you know, I was six foot, 200 pounds. It's not like I, I look crazy unhealthy, you know? Right. But so, so Never an issue. Okay, yeah. so when you, what year was it that you transitioned to the plant-based diet? Uh, January of 2014. Okay, so tell us what, when you started the Engine 2 28-day program, what was the first thing that you noticed that first 28 days? So in December of, you know, 2013, I know I had migraines like at least 15 days out of that month. That's what really got us. And I was really depressed thinking about some really bad things. So that's what really got us to start it. So in January, we started it. Um, 
and like I had said, I thought I could never do it. Um, giving up meat was just like a crazy thought to me. Um, but 28 days, figure what, what the heck, why not? Um, and that first 28 days, I didn't have a single migraine. Um, so I went from half the month the month before to having absolutely none that first month of doing it. Uh, so at that point, and, and I thought it was going to be hard, but actually all the meals were, were amazing. You know, you, you kind of get into a routine when you're, you're trying to cook standard healthy diet, whatever, of kind of the same thing over and over. You know, that first 28 days, everything was brand new. So it kind of made it easy to stick to it. And then the fact that I was feeling better just made it that much better, you know, obviously. Um, so it was really actually easy to stick to the first 28 days because I felt so good. And that was the biggest thing I noticed is how easy it was to stick to it. Wow. And I thought I wouldn't be able to. Um, so at the end of 28 days, we're like, hey, let's do it again. You know, mm -hmm. let's do it for another 28 days because I felt amazing, you know. Um, so that next 28 days, again, no migraines. So, Wow. So what was going on with your blood pressure and your cholesterol? Those were steadily going down as well. Um, after, a first, after the first, so when I started to plant the, the Engine 2 28-day challenge, I actually stopped cholesterol medicines as well, just because I wanted to see what would happen. Mm. Um, didn't tell a doctor, obviously, which I know you should, but I didn't tell him. Um, just stopped all of it. After a month, we did blood work. Um, my cholesterol had always hovered around 200 without medication. Um, the, that first blood, blood work after a month was 137 total cholesterol. So that went down over 60 points. Um, so, of course, at that point, I told the doctor, well, I'm not taking the medicine anymore uh, for that. My pressure was also a lot lower. Um, so initially, he took me off one of the medications that I was taking two times a day. Um, he took me off that one. Um, so now I was just down to taking two blood pressure medicines a day, um, no cholesterol, and I didn't take the, the Topamax either. So now I was down to just taking two medicines a day, and that was only after a month. Mm. Um, so we, we continued, you know. So you did that for – how long did it take you to get off all of your blood pressure medications? Within like three months, I believe it was. Wow. So you would. Whoa. So you've been on blood pressure medications how many years? For 20 years. 20 years. And in three months, you were off of all your medications Completely. with no headaches. No headaches. And did you lose your weight during that time as well? Uh, yeah, I did lose some weight. And I had started losing a little weight prior to um going plant-based because i had eliminated the nitrates and the some of the processed foods um mm -hmm. and then i continued to lose weight so i was at like 220 at my highest that was probably just before we went plant-based um and right now my current weight's about 185 so okay. i've lost 35 pounds total um that first couple months i lost probably 20 pounds in that first couple months um wow. and then you know, slowly throughout there, it's, it's, it's maintained, you know? Okay. So there's several good questions that could come from this here. So what was your doctor saying when you did all this? I mean, did he go like, what are you doing? Did he show interest or her? I mean, what, what happened? Um, what was that conversation? So he had interest, but at the same point, he kept telling me, make sure you're getting enough protein. You know, you're not getting protein now. So make sure you get enough protein. And that was my doctor kept telling me this, you know, and I'm like, 
I'll worry about that later. But right now, everything's working really well. So let's just, just keep it where it's going, you know. Um, but obviously, he was thrilled that, you know, went from, you know, dealing with it forever to, to now it's fixed, you know. So now you're fixed. Like, he saw you. How many years was he your doctor? Um, probably four or five years. So he saw you sick and increased pain and losing, right. you know, ability to work and do all this thing. So as far as now you're three months later and you're off all medications, did he go, tell me your resources so I can start sharing this with other patients? I mean, was there any of that? So I actually brought him a bunch of stuff when I went to my appointment because I was so happy about it, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he's actually, he actually lost some weight too. Uh, so I thought, Hey, he'd be interested in this, you know? Right. Uh, but again, he, he said he would look into it. I don't know that he ever really did. Um, his big thing was, you know, make sure you're getting enough protein, make sure you're getting enough vitamins, all this kind of stuff. And you take a multivitamin still and all that kind of information. Um, and then shortly, uh, a few months later, he actually took another position. So he's not my doctor anymore. So I don't okay. know where he followed through with, you know. Okay. But I know at that point, I really don't think he was sure. looking into it, you know. Wow. That, that blows Crazy. my mind. Yeah. So now you're also a firefighter and paramedic. And so this is like a manly thing, right? So <laughs> tell me about your cohorts and your colleagues were any of them interested and in they're seeing this remarkable change in you and what's going on yeah, there? I mean, obviously everyone's amazed at the change um and that was one of the big things too initially going to the diet was you know we always have dinner together we always have meals together um we always cook together that kind of stuff um for me to go plant-based initially i just had to say you know what i'm eating on my own guys you know i got to try to take care of me for a while. Mm -hmm. um, I got so much crap out of it, you know, um, you know, eating, eating leaves and, you know, twigs and berries and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but obviously everyone's seen the change and there's been interest in, um, you know, for a little while there, I was kind of cooking some stuff for guys, but then we've changed around, have different guys at the station now. But as a general rule, we'll, we'll, we usually cook dinners together now. And, um, we usually make something that's plant-based and then maybe on the side, they'll make something else that, you know, chicken or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. but we're still getting some of that plant-based stuff in and, okay. and everybody seems to like it, you know, uh, for the most part. And so your wife has done this with you. What about your two kids? Uh, yeah, there are, there are, everyone's on board. Um, my okay. daughter, my daughter has really picked up the animal welfare aspect of it, okay. um, which is something we didn't, do it for initially uh but it, it does open your eyes obviously mm -hmm. after you've done it for a while um so she's really picked up on that aspect of it uh, my son pretty much just eats what we put on the table you know um and he's he's probably 90 percent on board like he'll occasionally have something if he's at a friend's house or whatever you know mm -hmm. um, but for the most part they're they're pretty much fully on board um, and Carolyn, Carolyn, my wife she's she's fully on board obviously Great. And so then yeah. you also picked up a, an additional hobby of running. Right. And so tell us a little bit about that, because that turned into quite uh, some interesting feats that you've done. Yeah. Um, so I, at the point we went plant-based, like I said, I really wasn't even working out much. I mean, to run a mile would, wasn't really even happening, you know. Um, 
So I started having a lot of energy. I was feeling good. Pressure was good. Everything was good. So I needed to start doing something. Um, so we started running a little bit, um, maybe a mile, two miles here and there. Um, but I signed up for the lottery for the Chicago Marathon. And I figured I wouldn't get picked, which is kind of why I signed up for it. Like, you know, I, I, it was something to do. Um, I won't get picked, but, you know, I still put my name in there. Um, anyways, I got picked, so I had to start training. Um, so I started training, and I just ended up kind of getting hooked with it. Um, so 2014 was the first race I ran, uh, was the Chicago Marathon. I hadn't run 10K half marathon or anything like that. Went right to the marathon. Uh, <laughs> ran it, felt amazing. I loved it. Um, got done. I could hardly walk for a week, you know. Um, and but like I said, I got hooked. And now I'm at the point where I'm next month. I'm running the Leadville 100. Wow. Um, so it's it's amazing. I just last weekend I ran a uh, a six hour time race and I ran 32 miles. Came in sixth place or sixth place overall third place in like the master's division um i ran that from midnight till 6 a.m and then 7 a.m i went to work and i worked for 24 hours and wow. then, like felt fine you know so the body's amazing you know and uh the body is an amazing thing so tell me what do you on those longer runs what are you eating um i like to stick with like bananas dates um whole foods still and uh, one thing that really does well for me is like baby food like the little squeeze packets of baby uh, food like bananas or puree stuff like that um it does good with my stomach i have sometimes in the, the longer races my stomach can just starts getting a little screwy yeah, um, yeah. I found that that i found that that really works well for me Okay, and they're already in nice little packets for you. Yeah, they're little squeezes. They're easy to carry with. And all it is is fruit, you know. So, right, uh, right. you know, I could process it myself, but then it's a matter of putting it in a container and everything. So right. they come with made for you. So, so that's one so, of the things. What about your wife? And she's also running? Yeah, she's running. Um, she did her first 50K in May. Um, and we did one in the mountains in Virginia. That was a pretty cool race um and then last month we did that leadville heavy half with a bunch of the plant-based runners uh, a bunch of guys that that i follow on facebook and there are a lot of really motivating people um that was an awesome experience to go go out there with them for a week yeah uh, we did that but uh she's injured right now so she's not running right now she's got to do some physical therapy for a few weeks hopefully get get back into it okay and now what about your kids um are they into sports are they in anything like that yeah my my daughter golfs uh from okay. high school uh, okay. she's, she's a really good golfer and then uh, my son plays ice hockey and okay he, Pretty good at ice hockey. We travel all over the place with ice hockey. So okay. from like September till March, we're chasing him all over the place with hockey. Wow, that's true. You are in Chicago. And then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so have you come across any opportunities to share this message with other people and maybe help some other people change their diet? Yeah, well, I mean, working on the fire department, obviously, as a paramedic, I see people all the time. I see people that are sick all the time. Um, and, and occasionally I'll be able to, you know, we got to ride to the back of the hospital to, 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 you know, with somebody and I'll be able to share a lot of the story with them. Um, I've done a couple other podcasts, um, 
that that hopefully have gotten that out there a little bit. Um, but I'm just anytime I get a chance to to talk about it, or if somebody has questions or whatever, I'm I'm always willing to talk about it because it's just. I feel so good, you know, and uh, it's it's amazing that the turnaround that I've had and and you know I was on medications for so many years and diet was never really recommended, you know. Um, so instead of covering up the problem, now I've cured the problem. And right, it's amazing. You know? and, and you had mentioned that your dad had early heart disease as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that history? Yeah, so he is one of I believe thirteen children. And every one of them had some sort of uh, heart issues. Um, he had his first heart attack when he was 37 years old. And I believe he ended up having four heart attacks. He had open heart surgery. Um, and he died at the age of 74 after having some heart complications. Um, had a pacemaker put in and everything. And it just didn't work out well. Um, so he died at the age of 74. And, I mean, I was heading down that path, you know. Um, didn't have the heart attack yet. Don't the arteries look good and everything, but still, you know, with the pressure and everything. Right. So it was going that way. You know, so people tell you, oh, but heart disease is genetic and there's nothing you can do. What do you like to tell those people when they tell you that? I'm a walking example. I mean, that that you can do something about it. Um, you know, you look at someone like, like Bob Harper, you know, who was the fittest person in the world and everybody's like, oh my God, you know, he has this family history. Well, he was also doing bulletproof coffee, which you're, you know, it just doesn't look healthy, you know, to drink butter in your coffee. And I've gotten away from all that stuff. And I mean, I think I've become heart attack proof, mm -hmm. you know, um, I feel amazing. My pressure's good. Cholesterol is good. Every time I do blood work now for the last three years, blood work's always amazing. Um, yeah. I feel good. Uh, I'm the youngest of five kids. My other brothers and sisters have high blood pressure. Um, mm. One of them says he doesn't, but he probably will eventually, you know. Um, so have any of your brothers and sisters uh, championed? Them? Really? They haven't? No, no. no. And I, I mean, all I can do is share it with them. We actually had a, a, a Christmas dinner here one, one year and made all plant-based foods and everything. Everybody loved everything, but they go back to their own ways once, you know, once they leave. It's amazing. It's unfortunate. It takes almost like a crisis for some people to really yeah, that's see. What, that's what it took for me. I mean, if, yeah. if, if I dealt with the high blood pressure for 20 years, it took the migraines to really get me to, to change, you know, otherwise I'd still be taking blood pressure medicine and whatever, because I, I probably wouldn't worry too much about it, you know, other than that, I had to do something about the migraines, you know. Right. And, um, How many years did you suffer with the migraines total? I kind of always had a headache here and there, um, mm -hmm. you know, and and but they gradually got more and more. Where you know I, you know, I used to have them maybe once a year, and then I got them to where I was having them six times a year, and they just progressed to where I had them, you know, five times a month, and they would last for three days every time. Wow. Yeah. And so when you were talking earlier, you mentioned that you were thinking about some bad stuff. So tell me what's going on there, because I know a lot of people don't talk about the darker side of just disease and how it controls your life and emotionally what that impact has on you. Tell me what was going on in the thoughts in your head. You know, you, you're always looking for a way out, you know, a way to get rid of whatever 
it is that's affecting you, you know? Um, and obviously I was taking medications. Medications aren't working. I'm taking, we took tests, all kinds of tests. There's nothing wrong with me according to all these tests, you know? Um, so you try to try to figure out, well, how can I prevent these things? How can I stop them from happening? And you get to a point where ending it all is maybe the only way to stop all of it from happening, you know? And not now, I don't think I would probably get to that point. I don't know, you know, but I don't, I, I don't know. But looking back and I was, I was in a bad place and thinking about bad things, you know? Right. And, um, it's, it's, it's better now, you know, I, I, I don't have to deal with those bad thoughts. I'm happy. I'm a happy person. I've always been a happy person, but you know, you, you you're dealing with bad stuff and, and you think bad things, you know? Right. Uh, and those are, what's scary is that even though you're saying you're a happy person, that those thoughts would even creep into your head. And that's, right. this, that's a concerning thing. And nobody that knows me would ever know that I was thinking these things. Right. I mean, you yes. know, I can put on a happy face and go to work or go deal with people or whatever I got to do, you know. Um, but a lot of times it was a fake happy face, you know. But now it's not. It's not anymore. Right. It's amazing. So when you see someone, let's say, that's dealing with chronic disease, be it migraines or chronic pain, hypertension, diabetes, what is something that you say to them? You have that, you know, two to five minutes or however long it takes you to get to the hospital. What are you saying to them in hopes that you could actually change someone's life? Usually those people that I deal with, they got whatever, diabetes, heart, you know, high cholesterol. You, you know, you'll get a list of 15 medications um, right. from people. Um, and all you can try to do is sympathize sympathize with them and and get them to feel that you know what they're going through and hopefully they'll listen a little bit you know um and if you can get them to listen to you um you know like like you said we only have a couple of minutes with them mm-hmm. um maybe one thing you tell them in that in that that couple of minutes will get them to maybe go research diet or um look into a different doctor or or whatever you know um but I always try to recommend to people to look into your diet because medications don't fix problems. They just, they cover them up. Um, and, and that's the great thing about the plant-based diet. It, 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 it fixes a lot of problems and we see it all over the internet. There's people all over that have had diabetes that have had cancer that have had, you know, many, many problems and, and it gets fixed by going to, a whole food plant-based diet. Um, So, you know, if if you can try to get people looking, at least, I mean, the information's there. If you can at least get people to start looking, maybe go watch Forks Over Knives or watch Food Inc. or something like that. Um, Maybe that's enough to to turn the tide and, and have them start, you know, looking this way. Yeah, so there's some people who like to do the dripping approach where they do a little bit at a time. Others like to take a hose and, you know, give you low information. So I always find it interesting to see what type of personalities and how they relate to people and what they do. 
Do you have a story of anyone that you've influenced or have heard of that really affected you and motivates you to continue? I mean, I know you've had significant health changes. That right. Was, right. was there someone in particular that you're like, wow, I really am just so impressed and amazed with that person that um, I just need to share that story with other people? I, Tim Coffin's story, I share his story with a lot of people. Um, right. It's amazing what he's been able to do. Um, Joshua Johnny's the same thing. I mean, that guy's turned into an amazing runner, you know, um, and he was over 400 pounds. It just, it, it's insane, you know, what what those two guys have done. Um, those are two guys that, that I totally look up to and I share their story all the time with anybody I can. And, and I got to go meet them both last month. That was amazing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, getting to meet these guys that I've, I've looked up to for a while. Um, so So that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I met Tim last Friday. So for the first yeah. time, yeah, so, <laughs> and then, uh, so you'll need to watch the, the, the big change, the doc, the film yeah. Uh, yeah. to make sure yeah. that they're all in there. So as far as any advice for someone, let's, let's say they found this podcast and they're just listening. They're like, Oh, someone had migraines. Well, I, I have severe migraines or whatever that they're trying to relate to you. What would be the one bit of advice that you feel like you could just, you know, tip the iceberg, just push them over the edge a little bit to, to maybe consider really doing this? You know, it, it's, there's, there's a lot of misinformation about a lot of stuff out there. Um, like I said, I tried several different things. Uh, the plant-based diet, though, like I said, within that first 28 days, I went to, to nothing. Uh, so my advice is just to, to, to jump in, give it a shot, you know, for 28 days, for 14 days, whatever you decide, you can, you can try anything, you know, um, maybe you'll have some cravings initially that you want to go back to some of this stuff, but if you give it a shot and, um, I, it's going to work and, and you're not going to want to go back. Those cravings will leave. I, I don't want anything that I previously ate before. I'm happy. Like, we don't just do this, but I'm, I'm happy eating rice and veggies every day. I could eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day right now, you know, because I don't it, – it fuels me. I feel good, and, and I don't miss anything. So you're basically – I mean, you're, what's cool to see is that you're, you're high on life. You're high on the, the actual feeling well, and now disease is not controlling your, your life anymore. I mean, what would you be your estimate if you wouldn't mind sharing the cost of your medications that you were having before and tests and doctor visits? How much money do you think you're saving a year now? Oh, geez. Um, I mean, I was, like you say, six medications a day, um, just as a $20 copay. Um, that's $120 a month right there. Um, just on that. And then, um, you know, we've got pretty decent insurance, but just the, the copays on, on the insurance. I think we had a, like a thousand dollar maximum out of pocket um, every every year initially, and then it's ten percent after that. But you know, I was going to the doctors. She's you know six times a year at least. Um, so you know, I'm looking. It, it, it's a couple thousand dollars, I'm sure, at least every year. Wow. Save from it, and that's just me. Um, you know, my wife, my kids, everybody's doing it. We're all healthy. Really, our yearly checkup, and that's it now, you know. And be curious to see what your insurance is actually saving because you're right, yeah, now. that's that's <laughs> a lot. Of, there's a lot of money there. They should actually be sending you a check. Yeah, there <laughs> here is. you go. Eat some more vegetables. Or, or, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, when uh, 
now your kids when they transition did did they get any uh flack at school or are they are they just like whatever i enjoy doing this yeah you know i think that's kind of more how it is they don't you know i mean so we transitioned that we me and carolyn went full force you know the first Mm -hmm. 28 days we just jumped right in uh for them we would cook whatever we were cooking for us and then we would cook them something on the side you know a chicken breast or whatever um on the side so we transitioned them um the hardest thing to get them away from was my son just liked drinking milk so and and now looking back at it i don't know why we just didn't stop it sooner um but um that was the hardest thing to get out of the house was was the milk for him um but as far as at school i mean I think my daughter maybe gets more flagged than my son because she's more, like I said earlier, into the, the ethical animal vegan aspect. So she speaks up more about it where he just goes with the flow. You know, he eats what we put in his lunch and deals with it. You know, um, I don't think he says much about it. Gotcha. So he doesn't draw attention to himself at all. Right. Exactly. I think that's how it is with him. Cool. So, um, now, as your daughter's playing golf, has she noticed any improvement as far as her recovery or your recovery when you're running? I mean, have you noticed uh, that that's improved dramatically? My recovery is is incredible right now. I mean, like I said, I ran 32 miles Saturday. I went to work. I actually worked for 24 hours, and then I'm up running the next day. It's 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 insane what my body has gotten to. Um, for the kids, they don't really ever mention it, but... I think they're doing pretty good too. So what is a, what do you consume in a a normal day? What's a breakfast, lunch, and dinner? So people have an idea of what's fueling someone like you with all this energy. So breakfast is usually oatmeal with uh, bananas, blueberries, something like that. Or like um, a lot of times I'll do like a cereal, like a uh, grape nuts, um, like a whole, you know, whole grain type cereal um, Mm -hmm. with a lot of fruit in it. Um, sometimes I'll do a smoothie in the, in the morning, um, but I, I actually like to have something a little more substantial. Um, lunch, a lot of times, will be like leftovers from the night before um, or something like sweet potatoes, black beans, corn. That's one of my one of my go-tos is like a sweet potato with black beans, corn, onions, kale, um, just a big pile of stuff, you know. Um, and then dinner... We, we uh, still look at a lot of like the Engine 2 diet recipes and we'll follow a lot of those. Um, Rich Roll has a lot of good recipes out there, so we'll follow a lot of his stuff. Um, but like at work, uh, just because it's, it's, it's simple for me, a lot of times um, I'll just bring a bag of frozen vegetables and, and some rice and just, just do that. And I'm, I'm perfectly happy just eating that. Um, and then throughout the day, snack on, on fruit and greens and pea pods. One of my favorite things is pea pods and hummus, you know. <laughs> I can just sit there and eat that all day long. Yeah, hummus is good. I discovered that after yeah. transitioning ourselves. So yeah. that is awesome. Well, I mean, you've had an amazing transition. I'm pretty sure your story is going to be very inspirational to people because, like I said, migraines are such a significant uh I mean, disability, dis, dis, the disability, I've only had a couple of migraines in my life and I swear I would never want to wish that on my worst enemy just because you just lay there and it just, it's just so hard. Like you can't, your thoughts can't even escape it. Like right. you can't watch TV and try to escape whatever pain. I mean, it's like, it encompasses you and everything about you. So, um, to have that freedom, no wonder you're just 
bouncing and ready to go yeah. and yeah. you just like energy these days. Yep. yeah it's like a new lease on life at this point that's fantastic so yep. well jim i want to say thank you for sharing your story and um you know i always like to acknowledge people and say thank you for reaching out and you know being willing to share your story because honestly like i said until we we have to be a better at educating people than the other people you know we have to be better than the food industry the meat industry the dairy industry to say hey this actually is what we should be consuming as human beings and because of that this is what we get these are the results we have for people like you so um thank you for doing that and it i think it takes courage to share your story because you know there you never know what people are going to say or do and i think that's awesome so thank you right. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate you, it. You bet. So um, 